0: Hey bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, besties. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired with your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa. Today, I have Katie Fasciano. Katie, you're a mom, author, and trained level four seimei practitioner. Katie's training took place in America and Japan Holy crap, that's amazing! Um, Katie keeps her herself very involved with the A.M.A. community as a teacher and mentor, which is amazing. Um, and you also have your private practice, A.M.A. Healing, located in Westwood, New Jersey. So, Katie, welcome to the show, my friend. It's it's uh, wonderful to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on your show. Thank you. So, I want to dive in because you know today i want to I want to chat about leaving a legacy and carrying on a legacy. You know, like what exactly, what is a legacy to you? What do you feel is a legacy?
1: Ah, well, I mean, I feel like it's a way to capture someone um, that's so dear and important in your life in, in a way that can be eternal. I mean, my book is a wonderful example of, capturing the spirit the story the journey of my daughter um, who was just the most special it was a hard time but a special time and for it to be captured in a book now um, which you know a couple of years ago I would have said Book? Are you kidding me? That's impossible. <laughs> that was me writing a book, but thankfully, you know, I had a lot of wonderful people around me helping me move in the right direction and and you know, just a couple of weeks ago published my first book. Um and now this is this is something that like I, I pledged I'll always continue Elizabeth's legacy with me telling others, but now this book can speak for me beyond my time here on the planet, which is just incredible to me.
0: Yeah. And I I have to say the book is, let me just grab it right here in case you guys can't see it. It's never give up hope. The little girl who changed the world. So this is all about your daughter. And I think it's truly amazing to that. You decided to write this book in a way to, you know, leave that, that legacy for her, uh, by telling her story and everything that she went through and you went through as a family, as a mom, you know, um, because she, her, her life was, was cut so short and she really didn't have the opportunity to really, you know, make the impact maybe in the way that she would have wanted to, you know, during her time on earth. So give, um, the listeners a little, uh, quick synopsis and of your story about the book, which is essentially about your story and your daughter's battle. So Elizabeth,
1: she was born totally healthy, totally normal. Um, We suspected nothing. We had uh, our first baby come home with us and she was fine and she, we had no indicators of what was to come and just a little past her first birthday. Um, she took a fall at the house with a babysitter and fast forward later that day, she's in emergency surgery. They've detected that she has a brain tumor in her head and it was hemorrhaging, bleeding out from her head and they had to put a stop to that to save her life and the story begins there and it, it had its ebbs and flows uh there were moments and and blessings of of remission um twice in her journey and we really elizabeth taught us how to live in the moment more than i ever ever knew before and i try to keep that alive now i was best at it when it was she was battling cancer and the cycles of cancer of chemo would be you'd be in the hospital for a week You'd get home, maybe you'd make it home for a day or two. She'd spike a fever and we'd be back in the hospital for another week, week and a half. And then there was that treasure of a day to two to maybe three before we started the next cycle of chemo. Those couple of days, we just made like it was Christmas every day. I love that. We really enjoyed every moment (laughs) because you just didn't know. You know, your child had a stage four brain tumor, and you didn't know what was around the corner. Um, so, it really, really helped you
0: to prize every single second you had. Yeah. And, you know, I I can't even imagine, you know, like, what you you went through as a mom. Like, I read the book, and I was, you know, just filled with so many emotions, putting myself in your position, because the book is very much, you know, from a mom's perspective, I feel. So any mom that reads the book, you know, they're dropped right in to the everyday things that you guys went through, the appointments, the chemo appointments, the, you know, like you were saying, the holidays, you know, just trying to get so much in, knowing that time was really not on your side, you know, and through all that, I, I thought to myself as I, you know, didn't get to the part where you started talking about same A, but I thought to myself you know, how does one cope with something like that? I wouldn't even, you know, know where to begin. So, you know, tell us a little bit about Samey and how you found that. Well, explain for everybody what really Same is and then how you found that along your journey during, you know, everything you were going through with your daughter. On Elizabeth's
1: third battle with cancer, she's now five years in of Battling remission, battling remission. And now she's six years old and, and cancer has stroke, striped again. And we know that things are less and less promising with each battle. And it brought my thought to the fact that isn't there something else that could be done to complement the traditional medicine? We always believed in the doctors and what the doctors guided us to do, but We wanted to just find something that could support her, help her. And luckily I had a friend that her son was going to the same therapy center that Elizabeth was. And I knew that mom was doing holistic things for her son. So I asked my girlfriend, I said, what are you doing now for your son? And she said, oh, I do this thing called same They have an open night tonight. You could come and check it out. I said, yeah. I'm there. (laughs) What? Seven o'clock? Okay. I am there like, and, um, ended up, uh, Elizabeth's dad was working that night. So I showed up there, not just with my Elizabeth at six years old, but also my Mary was three and Anna was seven months old. And here I am. I am coming. I am full fledged mom. Like (laughs) I hope you can accept me because I'm coming.
0: Me and my tribe.
1: (laughs) Yes. And um, thankfully they did with open arms. They were totally fine with a little crawler baby around and, you know, the little three-year-old, you know, doing her thing. And um, it was... Unbelievable, the, the support in the community. They showed me even as just a guest trying this for the first time, and it just evolved from that. Uh, I, within, I would say, about three weeks of going twice a week to their center, Elizabeth, uh, well, I'll say this. When, when you get a same session, you're always going to be honed in and focused in one specific area in the body that's physical or emotional that's bothering you in that moment. And Elizabeth, from her very first surgery, she was hemiplegic, which was paralyzed on half her body. Therapy, thankfully, had gotten her back to walking again and a bit of running, um, but it was never fluid any longer. So they said at May a few weeks in, we're going to focus on helping her walk and run better. And I said, wow, that's, that sounds like a great idea. Like, please let her, like, help her with that. And she sat down in that chair and, and May's all done non-touch. Um, so they did the technique around her and then they said to Elizabeth, they said, okay, Elizabeth, go get up from the chair, run around the room. And I instantly had tears of joy because it was the most beautiful she'd ever walked or run in her entire life. And I was like, oh my gosh, to see such a difference from when she was walking in there to running with such glee and such joy and, and. Uh, yeah, uh, it was it was it was the moment that I said I don't want to just come here twice a week every week to help her. I want to have this for my own self, so that I could work on her every single minute of every single day, whenever I can. You know, I want this for myself, and uh, and that's where the journey began.
0: I love that, and you know, it's like I feel as a mom from a mom's perspective having that moment of finding something in a world and in a situation where maybe there weren't many, you know, other options for her and, you know, like, but finding something that showed that instant change and instant relief, you know, that must've been such an empowering moment as a mom to be able to give that to your daughter and continuing that, you know, making the, the intention to continue that. I know I read in the book, you did it like multiple times a day and, and that community, the same A community that you found was honestly a godsend. You know, I, I was reading they, they would come multiple times a day and, and give her same A multiple times a day. I want to backtrack a little bit though, just for someone who may not be familiar what exactly same A is. Wh- how would you describe that? That's a good question. It's,
1: we say do to know, um, we show it through example because it's something that the subconscious needs to absorb, to understand. But I guess, a like a small snippet would be that it's, it's a holistic technique, it's done non-touch, it works with the non-physical aspect of your body. But the best thing to do is, is to try it for yourself. Even a quick demonstration, myself and other same practitioners are always willing to do over the phone or in person a quick demonstration um, where the, the foundation is here in New Jersey where I am, as well as out in New Mexico and in the state of Washington. So those are the in-person areas you could see someone, uh, as well as over the phone anywhere. COVID actually brought me from tri state area seeing clients in person to going international client wise. So Oh wow. That, that was a blessing through a hard time
0: for me. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, like for me, I know say cause I wasn't even familiar with it either when I was reading. I'm like, it sounds a lot to me, uh, like Reiki. I'm familiar with like Reiki the energy you know, where you just hover your hands and you you channel that energy, that light source energy, and it's transmitted through the body. Um, so it's to me, it sounded very similar to how Reiki works, you know, working with the energy of the body. And, and, you know, it may sound woo to some if you're listening to this. You're like, this is, I mean, reading this story, it's, and, and reading other people's stories too with, you know, holistic healing. It's very hard to discredit people when you see. Like you said, your daughter went in there and was having such immobility issues and afterwards was up and running. So it's hard to discredit when you see, you know, like energy is real people. So if you're not down with the woo, you know, and if it's not for you, it's not for you. But, you know, it's a real thing. Energy is real. We are, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, but at the end of the day, we are spiritual beings made of energy. That was what I took away from that. You know, like Reiki was, it was very similar to May. And I, I'd like
1: to just clarify a little because uh, we say Reiki is more like a distant cousin rather than very similar. The samei is a Japanese word; it, it translates to vital force. And I think we ge- we generalize. I say myself included. We say energy, but there is differences between energy and vital force. With samei, it has no boundaries time, space, or mass energy. So that's how it can work halfway across the world. I've had clients in Australia, in Indonesia, other different European countries. And it, you know, within seconds, it can make a difference to someone. Um, So it doesn't, it's not time bound. Like I didn't have to get on a plane and fly there and do it in person for them. And uh, I'm sorry, I guess, oh, the other part you said, the channeling. That's a very different thing from say seime. Seimei, you don't channel in. Seimei is already within you. And everyone has a seimei. So everyone has vital force. Everyone has a same. The only difference from me as a practitioner to someone that's not is they haven't gone through a ceremony to get their same in motion. But once you go through that ceremony and your same is in motion, you have that forever now. So... And it's within you. And, and as I work on others, I can temporarily help move their own same A for them in that session time. And that helps them for a few days following that.
0: Oh, I love that. So there are differences. Okay, awesome. All right, let me see where I wanted to take this. So, you know, you, you were doing the same A, you found the amazing community. I think it's important, you know, in those times of, when you're going through a hard time, I'm all about community and building community for whatever it is that you want to do. But for, for what I think what touched me the most, and I, I know I already mentioned this, was having that community, how quickly they were to just be there and wrap their arms around you and be so attentive to Elizabeth and, you know, her journey that she was on. I mean, they were there like multiple times a week at your house at some point, right?
1: Oh, I. I- Well, some was long distance, but there were there were three individuals that dedicated every single day, every single day, never missed every single day. They would work on her, including holidays. I was so surprised and and including actually, you know, if Elizabeth was having trouble in an overnight, I had a few people that they would keep their phones by their beds. And if there was any issue, call them. And I called them a few times and they would get up out of bed and start instantly working on her. I, I was like, wow, like I-, I am forever grateful for this community and I, I do pay forward all the wonderful things.
0: Well, I was going to say, you know, you you decided to, you know, and bringing it back to creating a legacy, you know, now I f- I feel like your mission is really sharing Elizabeth's story, but not only that, you know, paying for what was given to you and being this incredible mentor and practitioner to other people and now wrapping your arms around people who, you know, are needing the same type of support um, and healing, you know. So to me, that's an amazing way to carry on a legacy. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I You know, I feel like sometimes we have a choice, right, no matter what it is. You know, um, one of my best friends went through a very hard time, lost her son's father, and he's 18 years, he'll be 18 years old uh, this week. And, you know, she's having this moment where, you know, her, she lost her son's father when she was one year, he was, uh, her son was one years old. And now he's 18. He's like a grown man. And she's like, I'm just going through it. And I said, you know what? Take the time to really relish in what you've done. You've raised an amazing human. That was a choice. You didn't have to do that. And just like you know your situation, there are many routes that you could have taken in a way of coping with grief and handling your own healing. And you chose to do such an amazing thing. And to me, that is the example of carrying on a legacy for somebody that's not here to do so for themselves.
1: I really enjoy telling about Elizabeth. I really enjoy sharing her journey and, you know, writing this book. I'm, I'm so happy that in her short life, she did touch thousands of people, many more you know, impacted than let's say what my life was doing up until then. And with this book, I, I can't wait, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, who knows the sky's the limit now with this book, you know, people can share and, and tell others and those people can tell others. And uh, I can't wait for more and more of the world to know about Elizabeth. It's It's her, her struggles were hard. But with each and every person that her story can inspire will allow it to be just a little more okay for that suffering. Not not that it ever will be okay that she suffered, but it's going to give some purpose to that suffering.
0: Yeah. And giving the opportunity for other people who may be going through a similar thing to not feel stuck in that suffering, in those moments of suffering, knowing that, you know, you gave your story of Elizabeth, but you also gave a tool that you now utilize throughout your life and pass on to other people and help them. So having that book, you know, I feel for somebody who may be going through that, you know, you're giving them a tool, you're giving them an outlet, you're giving them a a way, a path towards their healing, which I think is an incredible thing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love what I do now. I, I used to be an accountant um and I did it just because oh okay you can always get an accounting job I'll go to college I'll do this you know just was very practical thinking on that but it it never inspired me um and singing inspires me every single day it's such a night and day difference and I'm so grateful that Elizabeth has brought this to me like i I wasn't seeking something like this in my life, but when her life got to be so such a such a more and more precarious situation with her cancer and a third time back, it just finally shifted my headspace and said there's got to be something more you know I mean prior to that five year mark in the third battle, you know other friends and family would bring us you know herbal supplements, different things. And we always would bring it to the doctor and say, Hey, could we use, you know, shiitake mushroom? I don't know what, whatever kind of, it was some kind of mushroom thing, or could we use this supplement, that supplement? And they would say to us, Nope, it might conflict with the, with the chemo. So I was forthcoming with the same A2. And I said to the doctor, this is what I'm doing now. And he goes, You're not introducing anything. You're not putting anything in your mouth. Nope. You're not touching her. Nope okay, no problem. Like, oh my gosh, like you said, like it's it was so empowering me as to me as a mother because for those first five years, I just loved on her so hard and so much. And I just ached me so much like to think, why can't my love just melt this cancer away? Why not? Why? I, I wish I could have figured out how I could have done it that way because I loved on her so much. But it wasn't, Shifting things, and once Seema came into the picture, Seema shifted a lot of things. And I and I really wish that I could have found it five years earlier, because I feel like Elizabeth would be next to me now, telling her own story herself, if I found it sooner. And and that's yet another gift that if if people read, you know, when people read this book, they can see that that might be something that you know, God forbid, something happens in their world they could tell somebody else or maybe they'll need it themselves and hopefully they find it sooner than I did. And it's make all the difference.
0: So beautiful. And, you know, for me, it's what I think is most important about, you know, creating legacy is when that person is no longer here, you know, in the physical sense, they still are because you are choosing, you made that choice to continue to carry on, their story and a way of touching the lives of others that may be going through that similar story with that healing piece, which is such a beautiful thing. And she will always live on through you and what you do. And that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yes. And now through the book too, will be even longer lasting than my own life on this planet. So I am, I'm grateful that I was able to get past my own get ups So, I can't write a book. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Was it? Yeah, I wanted to ask, like, so how was that whole process? I imagine it had to be difficult.
1: I said I was an accountant. Numbers were always my thing. So when when it came to SATs back in the day and it was math and science, math, I did much better on uh, math and science, math and English. Um, I did much better on math and English, not as well. So i you know i always had this perspective how could i write a book like i don't i i didn't you know i guess i didn't have that courage for quite a long time to do it because i had people hearing elizabeth's story in these years since she's gone and saying you've got to write a book and i'm like yeah no (laughs) not me that's not me (laughs) maybe somebody else down there could write a book (laughs) but um Thankfully, I mean that, you know, it, it wasn't just myself, it's friends and families with encouragement um, and love that helped me to build me up, boost me up. And then, uh, you know, I was practical. I, I had a coach that helped me through the beginning part to help pull that story from me and put on paper. And I had another coach that helped me because I've never published a book. How do you do all these things and contact all the you know and upload and put in the right format and oh my gosh there's so much i (laughs) i hardly remember all the things we went jump loop hoops and things we jumped through to to make that book (laughs) a reality
0: and i think you know most of all i think the number one person who probably helped you as well is elizabeth you know like encouraging you yes
1: yeah oh i do i she sends me so many signs um I know she's, she's got to be super excited that this book is here now. She's, she loved to be, um, up on stage in front of people. Um, so, you know, here she is. She's back on stage again. She's got her own book and so much of the more, so much more of the world is going to get to know her now. I feel very, very blessed that, that it all came together. It was, you know, and yes, I think she, uh, she must have put the right people in my life. And yes, I, I see signs even even in the people that are in my life and, and even in the coaches that I picked. Um, there were certain synchronicities that just, it was like, okay, now's the time, this is the person, these are the reasons, you know. And it's, it's wonderful to see that and be able to
0: uh, recognize those things in life. Absolutely. So here is the book once again for anybody who did not catch it. Never Give Up Hope, The Little Girl Who Changed the World. Such a beautiful, I love the the picture as well. Why did you pick that?
1: She here, while she was here, her seven and a half years, um, one of the things she, she loved Halloween. That was her favorite, favorite holiday. She was always talking about the whole year, what she wanted to be, but she changed it 12 different times over again. So don't go and get a costume like right after Halloween as she's planning because she's going to be changing that idea. <laughs> but, um, but then in between there, she'd be dressing up with like, you know, one of the pictures in the book is like, she's got a blanket wrapped around her and like, you know, like, just a hat on like just crazy stuff, but she just she just loved it. Um and and uh another thing is um she loved her superhero cape. And she'd be she'd be like, da, 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 da. and you know, like uh she she'd
0: come into the room, she said,
1: time to save the day again. <laughs> and she really did. She did save
0: people's days. And she still is. Well, before we go, Katie, I always ask every single one of my guests, how do you stay inspired? How do
1: I stay inspired? Um, By giving back, by giving back. And that's, I do it quite a bit with Same but I do it in other aspects of my life too. And I I speak to it in the book, you know, with uh, there were other individuals from my church that came and, and helped almost on a daily basis. And, um, and so I went and, you know, got more involved in my church to give back in that form as well. Um, and, and in other ways, uh, you know, going, you know, all sorts of things. I, I'm not a person that wants to like <laughs> roll out the whole list of things, but, but I do, I mean, you know, in a nutshell, I would say giving back and volunteering for me has been a wonderful way to just, when you give out, you get back and um and it keeps me inspired
0: well thank you so much for being here it was such a pleasure speaking to you sharing your story you are truly the definition of creating a lasting legacy of strength hope resilience and healing and that's such a beautiful thing so thank you so much for being here and for those of you listening till next time stay inspired Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.